0: One of the ways you can combat the devil, I'll just give you a preview, is to answer temptation
1: with scripture. That's what Jesus did. He actually quoted God. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Hi, this is Jim
0: Scudder. Welcome to In Grace, and today we're going to be talking about what the Bible says about angels and demons. Now, last week on Wednesday and Thursday, we talked about angels, and you might want to go back and hear those if you haven't already, because... I don't want to talk about demons and not have already talked about angels, but we need to talk about demons too. Demons are basically fallen angels, and we're going to talk about several aspects of demons today and tomorrow here at In Grace, like where did the devil and the demons come from? Did the evil angels follow Satan by choice? How many demons are there? What are free evil angels doing now? Can we cast demons out? Can Christians be possessed? All of these are really, really important questions that we need to find answers for. And as you know, we believe the Bible is the answer. So we're going to go to the Bible to get our answers here about demons. And so I'm excited about this series. And then, and tomorrow we'll continue to talk about demons. And then Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to talk about how to protect ourselves from spiritual warfare. So let me also mention that we have a really neat new offer. This week, as we are approaching Christmas, we've got some beautiful olive wood Christmas ornaments and Christmas cards. And I think olive wood is the most beautiful wood that there is. And this is from Bethlehem. I'll tell you at the end how you can get some beautiful Christmas cards and olive wood Christmas ornaments. There was once a hunter who was hunting bear. Actually, he wasn't hunting bear. He was hunting for bear. And he was out in the woods and he found a bear. Some of you will get that in a minute. And he sees a bear, he raises his rifle, takes aim, he's about to pull the trigger, and suddenly the bear speaks to him and says, Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you being so aggressive? Why are you being so violent? Why can't we just sit down and talk? And so the hunter said, Well, what do you want to talk about? He said, Well, what do you what do you need? And the hunter said, well, I was out here hoping for a fur coat. And the bear said, oh, okay, well, let's sit down and talk about that. And the hunter said, what do you want? And the bear said, all I want is a warm meal. And so after the negotiations were over, the bear walked away with his warm meal and the hunter with his fur coat. (laughs) May I suggest that you do not negotiate with the devil or his demons. Don't negotiate. I'm going to share with you that there is a very real realm of angels and demons. We've already talked about the angels and certainly angels are very real. We know that from the Bible. We know that the Bible speaks of angels being messengers and and an archangel that would be uh, the leader of the angelic army as they're fighting on our behalf, maybe guardian angels. And we know that there's angels that brought messages in the Bible. There were even angels that people entertained, not realizing they were angels. And so that was really interesting, wasn't it, as we went through what the Bible has to say about angels, and today we get to talk about the flip side and that is fallen angels. The Bible might describe them as evil angels or demons. Even sometimes it says devils. So we're going to discuss this today and I don't want it to freak you out. I don't want it to scare you, but if there is such a nefarious being out there that doesn't want your good, he actually want to harm you or to allow yourself to harm yourself, shouldn't we Read through Scripture and be aware of what these evil beings are all about. So again, this is one of those things that I don't necessarily enjoy talking about, but if it's in Scripture, we ought to know it. We ought to study it out and know uh, what these demons are and what the devil is. And and the first thing we're going to ask is, what in the world? You know, if all things are created by God, we read that last time, all things were created by God, why would he create a devil? Why would he create demons? Well, that's what we're gonna study out uh, the first point of eight points today is where did the devil come from and where do demons come from? And I wanna start by reading in Ezekiel 28 in verse 12, and I believe Ezekiel 28 starts off by talking about a real ruler of a city, a real city of Tyre. The first 11 verses of Ezekiel 28, I believe, are referring to an actual ruler and an actual city in Ezekiel's day. But then it transitions. Instead of talking about the prince of Tyre, now we're going to read about the king of Tyre. The king of Tyre. What is the difference? Well, I believe the king of Tyre is none other than Satan himself. We find in Daniel that there are Evil beings that are put in places by Satan and places of power. And there are evil influences in government. Now, it shouldn't be. I think if there was a righteous person in government, then uh, demons don't have power. But there are plenty of governments in our world today that don't have a righteous person in charge, and therefore they succumb to the demonic influence. You might say, that's crazy, that's weird. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I believe the Bible is 100% true, and in every way, folks, okay? So if it sounds far out to you, let's just see what it says, and I think it also will help us to understand why there was a Hitler and why he did such demonic things. I mean, you go through the list of awful, awful rulers, and I have to say, I have to conclude that the only thing that makes sense to me that people would do such just heinous things, terrible things, is there is a demonic influence in their life. Okay, so Ezekiel 28, I believe, switching to this uh, king of Tyre, Tyrus, maybe what your Bible will say, um, is not the actual ruler of Tyre, but Satan himself. Verse 12, son of man, Take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, thus saith the Lord God, thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. If this is Satan, which I think it is as we're gonna read in the next verse, then we have an angelic being that was created. We find his name in scripture. We'll read about that later. His name is Lucifer. Okay. I believe this is talking about Lucifer. Why? In verse 13, it says, Thou hast been in Eden. We know that Lucifer was in Eden. The garden of God. Think about the garden of Eden, the beauty of Eden, and the beauty of Lucifer, the beauty of the highest angelic being that God had ever created. Let's read about this beautiful creature Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. Think about the beauty. If Lucifer, this high-created being of God, had all of these beautiful gemstones built in he must have been just an amazing creature to look at. I don't know if, if you're mesmerized when you walk into a, a jewelry store, but you probably are impressed by the beauty of diamonds and gems and crystals. We were out west filming for a series that talks about the secret to America's greatness, And it's a two-part series. The first part is going to Pike's Peak and explaining the story of the song, America is Beautiful, and then taking my grandkids and showing them our country. And we drove a lot, and we went to a lot of places, beautiful places. But one of the most beautiful places wasn't the Grand Canyon or the Redwoods. It was a store. It was a store out west that we walked into, and it had the most fascinating things I've ever seen in my life. If I was a rich man, I would only shop in that store. My wife had to pull me out before I bought anything because things were very expensive. And they had made all sorts of art and furniture with these uh, stones that they had broken open and the crystals are inside and gems and they had all sorts of uh, fossils. And it was just magnificent. You were just almost mesmerized by looking at the color and the translucity, and the beauty of all of these different objects. It was just incredible. And as I think about that, and I think about the beauty of those objects in that store, I think about how beautiful this creature would have been. And then it says about, I believe, Lucifer in his original creation, the workmanship, the end of verse 13, of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Now, what in the world is that? The tabret. Well, we know for sure it is a musical instrument, a percussion instrument. It could have been small drums, and it also could have been a tambourine. We understand that. And when we hear the word tambourine, we understand what that is. And thy pipes. Now, The word here could mean, like, places where gemstones fit into, but I believe most other places in Scripture where we get this word that we translate in English, pipes, it's speaking of a wind instrument. So I think if you look at tabrets as a percussion instrument and pipes as a wind instrument, you have here built into this beautiful being the ability to create music. Okay? I 100% believe that music is very powerful. Music is a powerful instrument of good and of evil.
1: Get ready to celebrate the holiday season within grace. This year, we have fantastic gifts to thank you for your support. With any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards featuring original artwork on the front, inspiring Bible verses inside, and the gospel on the back. This will help you show Christ's love this holiday season. For gifts of $35 or more, it gets even better. You'll not only receive those beautiful Christmas cards, but also 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments from Bethlehem, Israel. And for gifts of $100 or more, You'll also receive a stunning olive wood nativity scene from Bethlehem, a cherished piece that will grace your home for years to come. Are you ready for more excitement? A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. That's right, your donations will be doubled. So, make this holiday season truly magnificent within grace. Call us now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE or visit us at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Become part of the InGrace family and celebrate the season of giving. Don't miss this special opportunity to take on the Matching Gift Challenge and double your support. That's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. This
0: angelic being that could play music internally was the cherub that covereth. What are the cherubs? Well, remember the cherubs were those angelic creatures, those angelic beings that were surrounding the throne of God. Also on the Ark of the Covenant were two cherubs. And I believe these are specially created angels that were continually in charge of bringing praise to God. Could there have been a fifth cherub in the original creation, the cherub, the chief cherub, the cherub that would have covered the throne? of God. I believe that's exactly what Lucifer was created for, to bring praise to God in his beauty and in his music and in his being. I think he was the choir director of the angels. I do. And so when he fell, what a horrible thing that must have been. God says, and I have set thee, continuing in verse 14, I have set thee so thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Now, we're not certain exactly what this means, nor the words that follow, thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. What in the world are the stones of fire? What is the mountain of God? Well, I know for sure the Bible speaks of a place that was called the mountain of God, Mount Sinai. I know it was at Mount Sinai that God directed two onyx stones to be carved in with the names of the tribes of Israel to be put on the shoulders of the high priest. And then on the breastplate of the high priest were 12 stones, gemstones that match up to what we just read covered Lucifer. Now, what are the stones of fire? I'm not positive, but I think it has something to do with the breastplate and the path that would have been walked if you follow those stones in order of the birthrights. Or the stones that were upon the shoulders of the high priest. Why was Mount Sinai so important? Why was that place on the planet so important? Perhaps that was known even at creation as the mountain of God. You know, maybe God had revealed that one day all of these precious stones that are upon Lucifer, his highest created cherub, his angelic choir director, maybe these now are going to be placed upon a man. And maybe that was part of the downfall of Lucifer. We know that he fell. And we know that at one time he was with God and he would walk the holy mountain of God and walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. You know, all these gemstones, it takes heat and it takes pressure to create them. Could they be the stones of fire? Again, I don't know. I've researched this and I really can't find an answer that satisfies me. It's the only place in the Bible we read about these stones of fire, by the way. But I think there has to be some connection with the gemstones and the onyx on the high priest. Anyways, verse 15, thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. So we're reading that God created Lucifer over and over, we're reading that. There's not the devil here and God here. It's not this battle of good and evil and we're not sure who's gonna win. No, God created Lucifer. He gave Lucifer power, beauty, I think control of the earth as we'll see in a second, but certainly God wins. Absolutely, God wins. There's no doubt about that. So that's why we need to be careful not to follow his influence or the demon's influence. You were perfect when you were created till iniquity was found in thee. We're gonna talk about that moment later. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. Thou hast sinned, therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub. From the midst of the stones of fire, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. So we have the devil created by God. You say, well, then who are the demons? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I think Jesus spoke of the fall of Lucifer when Jesus and Luke 1018 talked about uh, Satan like lightning falling from heaven. Okay, When did all of this happen? Well, Luke 4, verse 6 says, the devil said unto him, so what is this talking about? Remember, it's the temptation of Christ. The devil tempted Jesus three times. And one of those temptations was, I will give the power to thee that was delivered unto me. Who would deliver power to Lucifer? It would only be God. You say, well, why would God give power of the earth onto a being he knew would fall? So ultimately, God would receive glory for redeeming fallen man, okay? I know that's hard to understand, and it's hard to make sense to that, and God doesn't create evil, and God does not do wicked things and hurtful things, but God has allowed it for a higher purpose and a higher glory, so that we can, even when we're in the midst of suffering, we can bring him praise, for he is worthy. Volitional worship, willing worship to our great God. So the devil says, all this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, he's giving Jesus this power. By the way, Jesus was going to take the power, not at this moment, But when he died on the cross and rose again, he took authority back at that moment. But here, if he would have taken it, there would be no Savior. There would be no salvation. One of the ways you can combat the devil, I'll just give you a preview, is to answer temptation with Scripture. That's what Jesus did. He actually quoted God verbatim. Okay? Make sure you know exactly what God says. Eve didn't quote, God's word verbatim, did she? She left some things out. And that's how subtle Satan is. It sounds right, it sounds like the Bible, but you leave out a word, you leave out some inflection, and it's not God's word anymore, okay? So when did this happen? When did Satan fall? Well, everything was good after day six of creation, right? So if you were to ask me, I would say, if God gave Lucifer authority on this earth, I think it had to have been, of course, before the fall. But I think the fall didn't happen too long after creation because Adam and Eve hadn't had children yet. So I think sometime after day six, When Lucifer realized that God had created these beings that were in his image and his likeness, and there was something special about these, more special than any of the other creation of the animals or the birds, but this was something that was created in the image of God, there was a jealousy there, and Satan was lifted up in pride, and he wanted what God had. So my feeling was sometime right after day six is when he fell. He fell. Look at Isaiah 14, in verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Look at verse 13. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Verse 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Do you hear a recurring phrase here? I will. What did Jesus say? Not my will, but thine. The Christian life is learning to submit to God's will over our will. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. People have asked me, why would God, who is love, who is good, create a place so awful as hell? Well, I'll tell you this, I believe hell was created not for us, but for the devil and for the demons. But that is the only place left for those that reject God's love. There is a real place that burns forever. The destination of any person that is a sinner, which we all are, that don't receive the free gift of salvation. And that's a sobering thought. That's why we need to be proclaiming the message of hope and salvation through Jesus Christ. If you have questions about that, please call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. We do have this full series, Angels and Demons, available on audio CD. If you'd like to get that, go to our website ingraceradio.com and look for the Angels and Demons series. Also, as we're approaching Christmas, we have some beautiful Christmas cards. This is original artwork from us here at In Grace, and these have incredible, beautiful artwork of the Magi, the Angel, the Shepherds, the baby, Mary and Joseph, and the scriptures that go along with them. You can only get these Christmas cards from us here at In Grace, and on the back is the Gospel. We'd like to send you 10 of these, two of each of these cards as our thank you for your gift of any amount to ingrace. If your gift is $35 or more to ingrace, we're going to also not just send you the 10 Christmas cards, we're going to send you 10 olive wood Christmas ornaments. These are beautiful. They're from Bethlehem, olive wood from Bethlehem. And this is one of our ways that we can show our love and support for Israel right now, getting these olive wood ornaments. And then what we'd like to do is if your gift is $100 or more, there's a beautiful olive wood nativity that we'd like to send to you. Again, right now, in our end-of-year matching gift challenge, whatever you give to InGrace, that gift is going to be doubled. So if you do the $100 gift to get the 10 Christmas cards, the 10 olive wood ornaments, and the nativity, that's going to be changed over to $200. If you give the $35 to get the Christmas cards and the ornaments, that's going to be switched to $70. So what an amazing opportunity this is for your gift to be doubled. When you give to InGrace, I'll commit this to you. Your gift is going to be used carefully and wisely for souls, for the gospel. And that's our heartbeat here at InGrace, is to share the truth with as many people as we can while we still have time. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us here at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
1: Don't miss your chance to be a part of InGrace's Matching Gift Challenge. A generous benefactor is doubling all gifts for the remainder of 2023. For any gift amount, we'll send you 10 Christmas cards with original artwork as a thank you. For $35 or more, you'll also receive 10 authentic olive wood Christmas ornaments. And for gifts of $100 or more, we have a stunning olive wood nativity scene just for you. Be a part of our Matching Gift Challenge. Double your generosity and pay it forward. Call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800 78 Grace, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio.